falling up the rabbit hole with the clairvoyant conscious rabbit rider and not Alice. And it's dreamscape time. Leave the world behind. Let's talk about what happens in bed. <laughs> A, B, in grave danger. No, don't give me that NASA bullshit. I want to know what... Okay, so this is a incredibly realistic uh, dream-type experience I had the other night. I actually woke from it crying. It was so real. It doesn't even feel like it was a dream. It feels like something I actually experienced. So um, I'm not sure what to say about that. It was May 3rd, uh, 2021. I woke up at 10 a.m. from this crying. And I was shaking and I kept saying there were three of us. There were three of us. I'm referring to my two other uh, comrades, my two other um, recruits that were with me on the ship. So I wanted to relay this event. I wrote it out. It's really rough because I wrote it out at that time when I woke up. I had gone to bed really late, so I had to go back to sleep. But um, I want to just reread this out. And I'll, I, it's really rough written, so I might stammer over it. But I did just read it over by, by myself. So let's see how quickly, how easily I could read this. So um, this to me is real. Like this happened in another dimensional life. I do believe in parallel universes very strongly. I know I live my life. Um, I don't just live this one. I know I live it uh, in multiple universes, multiple, not universes. I, I, I live in multiple dimensions all at the same time. Okay, so here's how it starts. There were three of us, three women. I saw it in the sky, flashes, zaps of bright light, bright light of electricity. I heard the electric sounds, the zaps, and the faraway sound of like crashing warships they were coming. The one new recruit, a child really, was annoying all of us. She had locked the door and didn't realize the danger of not changing roles, of staying too long to listen. And now she was only naive, now only being green, staying too long to listen to the child and talk. But she missed the shift change, and that was dangerous. With the door locked, no one could get to the control area. We were just annoyed waiting outside, waiting for her, and finally, uh, waiting for her to finally get out get out of the room so now I just take a break to explain a little bit of what actually this was because I just wrote it so I and I remember this really well like I, I can feel myself there so we were just hanging out waiting so there was this young girl this young recruit and what it was is we had the ship children and uh, our job was to go in and listen to them like trauma treatment counselors I guess uh, this this one new recruit anyway that was her job so she was sitting in there and she was listening she went into this locked room to listen to the child but we had certain time constraints um, and we weren't supposed to go in there and lock the door for one and then this new recruit she stayed in too long and uh, so she missed the role change role shift 
and apparently that was dangerous. I'm not sure why, but that was dangerous. So we were annoyed with her because we were like, oh, God, she doesn't even know the rules, that sort of thing. So we were just annoyed. So we were waiting outside for her outside the room. Okay. And then I, I remember seeing there were these beige, big metal doors and there were in our ship. It was these big metal doors with big screws on the side of the doors. So our craft was just under the ground where it was safe. We took a break and we broke protocol by coming up to look at the surface. We were in uniform, Navy one piece suits, and we shouldn't have been out, but it was night and we were so appreciative of the cool, damp, clean air here on earth. It was called. It had just rained and the soil was dark, almost black, and it was spongy and it smelled of worms, these squishy creatures. It was very hilly here and it cool and there was a lot of grass, but no trees. It was very pretty. Um, we all snap our heads up as we hear the sounds of jets in the blackened, disguised sky. It is the middle of the night as we wait for Caitlin to come out of the shell pod. Why are there jets out there this late at night in the sky? Instantly, we are on full alert. Our elite training has us scanning the skies with, our, with all of our senses now, listening for more sounds of threat and watching for the attackers. There, I yell, and I point up to my right. I see a spark of electricity, a short volt in the black of night sky, accompanied by a telltale zap. And he, I remember this so clearly. I looked up, and the sky is black. And all of a sudden, they hear, and then you see it like this, this, like, 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 uh, like lightning, but it's really short. And it's just like, like that. I heard that really loudly when I looked up at the sky. And again, all three of us witnessed this possible dimensional. Okay. So, and, okay, sorry, I have to read that again. So there I point up to my right. I see a spark of electricity and a short, short volt in the black of night sky accompanied by a telltale zap. And again, as all three of us witnessed the possible dimensional hackers. So what it was, was dimensional hackers coming in to our dimension. That's what the explanation was. Then a long streak of blinding white across the skies confirms our suspicions and our fears. So that's how they were coming in. So we knew that there were dimensional hackers coming in. Quick, you go downstairs with the children. My coworker, my comrade, my lifelong friend says to me, she outranks me by only a quarter of a point, and she never let me forget, forget it, as a best friend and a sister is aft not to do. And she was my sister first. And then I have in here that I was going to add some more information about it, but I just wrote it down real quick. But it says, I never saw her again. She was tall, feline, dark, and puma-like. But I was going to talk a little bit more about my sister, but I just got the rest of the story out here. I sighed gratefully because they told me to go in first, because I remember feeling this great sense of relief, um, because they knew I was still not up to my best after the last attack, but I felt guilt. Not that I had time to acknowledge it. Go, they yelled. I'll lock the door, my other junior ranking officer yelled after me. My job was to keep the children safe and keep myself safe. I am a highly decorated, highly ranked former warrior official. My time in the wars took a toll on me. I hear my big, heavy metal frame boots clang loudly, so loudly as I run as fast as I can down the metal stairs to our craft, which is under the ground, just below the surface. So imagine metal stairs with metal boots. You know that sound? Like if you've got something 
like if you got really heavy boots on in the winter time and you, you're climbing on metal stairs, like thunk, thunk, thunk. Like I still remember that sound so clearly in my head right now. So I'm running as fast as I can into the craft down the stairs and they're behind me. And I still remember that so well because I was so scared, but I knew that I was leaving them behind me. I was like, here we are under attack and I'm leaving my family behind me. And I'm like running inside, but I knew I had to keep the children safe. So it's such a mix of emotions. So I'm, so I run into, I run down into our craft, which is below, under the ground, just below the surface. Above and behind me, I hear a couple loud bangs as my friends and my saviors close the doors behind me, sealing me and us in, locking them all out, and I'll never see them again. And that was the end of it, the dream, <laughs> the vision, the experience. That was the end of it. I woke up saying out loud, there were three of us. Oh my God, there were three of us. And it was kind of like everything came together for me. How I don't make friendships easily with people. Like, I mean, it's like I'm friends with everybody, but I don't have any close friendships. Um, is how I have this lack of trust thing, although I trust everybody, but I don't divulge anything about myself to people very much. It's kind of like I'm, I'm an open book, but it's like with my, when it comes to deep vulnerability, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a different, it's a harder thing to do. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. It's kind of like my whole life made sense as soon as I woke up. It's an interesting uh, concept. So I thought I would just share that a little bit and um, see if anybody else had any, con any uh, thoughts on it. So that's my experience. Do you have any experiences like that? Do you uh, often have visions and experiences during dreamscape time that you know are not dreams because I do a lot a lot and I really don't believe they're dreams dreams to me the word dreams is um it's a cop-out <laughs> it's just a cop-out we invented dreams thinking we had nothing better to do when we were sleeping no 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 that's just something that was invented a long time ago before we knew any better now we know better there's parallel universes there's different uh different time reality um, shifts, you know, there's a lot of things going on, which because our physical bodies are here doing something doesn't mean the rest of like, we're not off doing other things. We don't just lie here doing nothing at night when we're sleeping. No. <laughs> anyway, love and light to you all. Take care.